Welcome to our brand new show, The No Bones Podcast, with myself, Matt Davy, Chris Johnston, and Richard Lukowskis. Today, we're going to be talking about just who is the UFC greatest of all time. Yep, it's a conversation all MMA fans, experts, and even fighters have. Everyone has their own opinion, so we thought I'd share ours. I'm going to kick things off here with a guy who was probably unanimously considered the GOAT up until the last few years in Anderson Silva. And we're just going to reel off a few of his stats here. And I mean, they're quite impressive. Obviously, he's an Hall of Famer. He's UFC middleweight champion with 10 successful title defences, more than anybody else in that category. Most, uh, second most consecutive defences in UFC history in 10. Third most combined title defences in UFC history. Longest title reign in UFC history in 2,457 days. Most finishes in UFC title fights in nine. Most knockouts in title fights in seven. Most knockdowns in UFC title fights. Most UFC middleweight title fights altogether. And most wins in UFC middleweight title fights. I mean, come on. You're not going to get much better than that, really. I mean, the guy's an absolute legend. What, what are your favourite memories, Chris, of Anderson Silva and some of his big fights? Wow, where do, you, where do you start with that guy? Um, for me, from when I can first remember him, like thinking back was when he, he burst on scene against Rich Franklin. Rich Franklin at the time was like the main guy at middleweight. Um, when Anderson first fought him, um, I think it was in Franklin's hometown. I'm not sure if it was that was first or second one, but anyway, when he first fought him, he, I think he had three or four fights in middleweight division and looked impressive. I think he'd fought like Chris Lieber and a few other guys. And when he fought Rich Franklin, he he just absolutely destroyed him. He got him like a Muay Thai uh, clinch and just, I mean, he broke his nose. He just absolutely dominated him. That's when he first burst on scene. There was another a standard knockout at night performance. Oh, yeah, yeah all, all of that, yeah. He, would. he came onto the scene when you started watching UFC, isn't it? In the same time, similar? No, it was a couple of years before when I first started watching it, really. But he was the first one that, when it, you know... He, he just burst on the scene and took every, everybody by storm. Everyone loved him, his style, his, the Muay Thai style. He was how he was finishing guys. It, it, it all looked too easy for him. Then, as, as he went on through his career... He's got some, he's got some top names on his resume, aren't he, to be fair? Let's, let's oh, be yeah. honest. Yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. But Giles like Chael Sonnen a couple of times and Victor Belfort. and You know, list is pretty endless, to be fair. Yeah, it was only towards the end of his career that he, he tapered off, really. And one, of, one of the big ones for me was he, he fought Chris Weidman, Weidman, sorry. He was uh, on a bit of a tear up until that point, until he, he fought him. And the first fight between them, what he, what he kept doing, Anderson Silva, basically, in his fights, he was the first minute of a round, he, had, he, he, was, like, he was feeling a guy out. And a lot of these top, top fighters or top um, you know, combat guys do it. So he won't really throw much in first round or so, or first minute or so, should I say? And then he'd get into his swing with his timing and you know his his reactions. You know he'd work somebody out what they like to do movement wise. And then after the first minute, if you ever watch any of these fights, he'd just come alive and he'd he'd just bamboozle him really with his movement, with his style, his speed. His his boxing was brilliant. Yeah, he ended up taking him out in 
in the second round to, to end Anderson Silva's 10-fight uh, championship winning streak, obviously, which in itself was absolutely awesome. But it was it was start of a bit of a downfall from him, wasn't it? Like, yeah, so the basically the first the first fact with Weidman, what he did, he was like he was kind of playing possum with him a little bit. He had his hands down, he was moving around like he did it towards the end of his. I, I call it like a, a, a two-part spell of his middleweight career. The first bit was just extraordinary, up until he met Weidman the first time, and even before that, the a couple of fights before that, it, it seemed to me like he was getting bored. He had his hands down, weaving side to side, you know, like taking piss basically. It yeah. were all a bit strange. Weidman, anyway, I think he caught him and he, he knocked him out, which was it was like a shock to MMA world. It was unbelievable. And then on the rematch, it was crazy in the rematch. Just looking here, it, first fight finished in one minute eighteen seconds in round two. Rematch finished on one minute sixteen seconds in round two. Yeah. Almost identical yeah, finish time. Yeah, that's, that's that's bizarre. Yeah, it's unbelievable. And the, the second fight, everyone thought, "Oh, Anderson, he won't be pissing around, playing possum, hands down, all this." So he went into it a bit more seriously, and it basically what happened. He um, he threw an hard low kick, and Weidman checked it, and Anderson Silva. He basically his legs snapped in half, so he, he completely, you know, destroyed bottom of his leg. Um, and for me, after after that that moment, he, I think he was out for at least two years. He, he was out for a long time. Yeah, he's, in fact, he, he's only got one more win against Derek Brunson in the rest of his UFC career after that. Yeah, and that's for me. That that's like the second part of his career for me. The first part was like something you've never seen because you can compare all these UFC guys, but. Silver, he didn't, he didn't grind decisions out, or he, he was just like an elite finisher. It was, it was beautiful to watch him. Honestly, it was unbelievable. Well, it's like, it's like if you look at his record, it's like two, two different guys fighting altogether, pre-injury and post-injury. Yeah, what was his record? I think he lost something like five or six of his last seven, or five of his last six. Yeah, well, six including no contest against Nick Diaz, but yeah, six, six losses. And one one win in in going out obviously against. Do you know? Do you know? To me, when he once he broke his leg, I don't think he should ever come back because even then it was his career was kind of going downhill anyway. He was getting he was losing fights. No, the, sorry, the first fight he lost was against Weidman. Yeah, but he, he was playing possum. He was pissing about hands down. You know, cause it was like a few fights leading up to that. Cause it basically to me how it looked as a fan. That's all I am really as a fan. It looked too easy for him. It was like a different level. It was like a football, you know, if you look at like Harlem, Blade Man sitting now and people saying it's like a cheat code. Yeah. It's yeah. like playing a different or you look at Usain Bolt, like nobody can touch him, like an elite guy in their respective sport. And that's what it was like with him. It was too easy for him. He was pissed, he was like bored with it. So then he not only did he always he always used to give um, his opponent like a minute in a round. He'd like work him out, work this style, that was part of his plan. He he always seemed to work. But last few last fights leading up to that, he, he was getting bored. He was letting people hit him, going against fence, dropping his hands. It, 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 it was like a bit of boredom for him. And he was like, I suppose to him, he was like superhuman. He was so confident. When Weidman, in, Weidman in first fight, it was like a punch, like a knock from nowhere, and he, he just he flattened him, and then he jumped on top and finished him. The second fight, then leading up to that, he wasn't quite as you know, like flamboyant in second fight, it was like you can say a bit, little bit tentative, let's say, or like how he should have been originally, and then then he broke his leg, and then after that moment, he was never the same.
that old adage in it of hindsight's a wonderful thing. What what Rich was saying there, he, he, he definitely should have never come back if you look yeah. at, if you look at his record since he came back. Yeah, and that's what I felt. But even I felt then, you know, when he broke his, I thought, you know what? Now I know you broke your leg, but you still lost the fight. The rules are rules, and it is just how it goes. He did lose that fight by breaking his leg, really. No, he would have checked kick. So he was attacking Weidman. Yeah, yeah Weidman was, yeah. defended it. He lifted his shin. Yeah. No, he, he defended it perfectly normal. And I'll tell you, I'm going off off uh, course a little bit here, but Weidman, a few years later, did exactly the same thing. And he, he only came back, I think, a couple of months ago. Oh, last month, yeah, he was on card, yeah, last month. And he, he came back and against uh, Brad Tavera and he lost on points. But tough as hell guy, but it's crazy that it happens, how it happened like that, because it's, it's rare you see them injuries, really. But, you know, we spoke about this a bit earlier on, about Silva. He's a really nice guy and he, he was very likable. He was like a star of UFC, wasn't he? He was a good, from very oh. early days, he was like a goat there anyway. Yeah, it certainly helped him. Like yeah, that. yeah. But then eventually, it kind of started to get to him, and we said we said we can't understand why because you know what? If anybody, wa- everybody, and anybody worships you everywhere you go, all the time, it gets it, it'll just get to you. you. Won't you know? You can't help it, can you? Yeah, you start believing your own hype, don't yeah, you? Yeah, that's it, but you said you got your own theory on that, so go on. What's your theory? Uh, it, you know what? He's like a confident guy, and if you've won so many fights in UFC, and then you you regard as one of the best guys, and no, he was regarded the best guy, wasn't he? Everyone said he is the best fighter ever. That's what everyone said yeah, at that I time. Yeah, I think he kind of, there were no challenges for him. He yeah. beat Rich Franklin when he first won Bell. He'd already won three or four fights. He beat Rich Franklin, who was champion. Beat him twice convincingly. No one, oh, Chael Sonnen gave me a really hard fight. I yeah. Think. Oh, yeah, Chael Sonnen, were, Chael Sonnen gave me a really hard fight. You know, if you look back at that fight, it was... Well worth a, a catch-up on Do you know what, what about Chael Sonnen? What, what well? he did, actually, yeah, though. Sorry, Rich. I think it was a five-rounder. Sonnen's a heavy wrestler, and he were, co- he were like manhandling Anderson Silva. Yeah. And then last round, last minute at fight, Anderson Silva choked him, triangle choked him. So he beat him, and there were a lot of shit going into that fight. Chael Sonnen was king of trash, trash talk. Yeah. He were talking about... Brazil about all stuck in mud, about Americans and you know ingenuity and all you know finance everything goes behind America you know what what a country <laughs> oh yeah when my when that. my dad and my granddad were engineers guess what Anderson yours was playing in mud and he <laughs> was coming out with comments like that and he honestly he got under Anderson's skin it hundred percent works that but you know what he, at that time he was one of the most hated guys in UFC. But you know now, when you listen to him now speak, you realize that he never actually meant any of it. It was all like he, he was doing what Conor McGregor did after him. You kind of showtime, baby. It was just a showtime. He never actually meant any of it. He just wanted to get into his head, win the fight, and then want to make it make a bit make a bit of a like a, a splash, a splash, yeah, splash, yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a few like that. I know an Irish man like that as well. <laughs> What's he called? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah, that's round up our contestant number one in Anderson Silver. It's dark and hell is hot. Ain't no sunshine when it's Only darkness every day. Ain't 
no sunshine when it's on Cause when it's on, your niggas know to be gone Every time, cause we don't play Oh, where shall we go next? Shall we go? Shall we go Bones Jones or shall we go George St. Pierre? What do, what do we reckon? What do we reckon? Yeah, I'll go Bones because Rich is making uh, beverages. Rich is yeah, uh, well. topping brandy up, so we'll we'll talk a little bit about, about Johnny Bones. Fire away, Chris. Yeah, is your so, man. Um, for me, Jones is 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 the king. I, I don't I, think you're going to get that many arguments either. To be fair, like, yeah, but, but let's see uh, your mech for me with Jones to start off with him he's, he's the youngest ever UFC champion Shit. he's got the most de- title defences so first of all he was the champion when he was 23 years old I think 23 he's got 13 title defences and the majority of them when he started off his career were all against top guys they were like Leonardo Machida Rampage Jackson Shogun they are like ex-champions like were pretty much first half of his old yeah I'm, I'm, first six or seven I think were f- rather champions or uh, yeah former champions yeah you know, he, just, he just burst on the scene and I think most people if, if you were to ask him I mean I know Dana White says it that he thinks he's the he's the GOAT um, all of that comes with con- controversies with him um, of which there's been a few <laughs> yeah. from I'm eye pokes sure. <laughs> to yeah. all things with DC hit and runs, oh, yeah, yeah. cocaine yeah for sure, Yeah, he's been banned a few times let's say the man's a fruit and nutball you know what though, I think that's why I like him even more though you know, I'm there's not a certain s- romance to lunatics isn't there oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. most of my mates have got a couple of screw looses or you know they're <laughs> <laughs> yeah they're on that path Um yeah, for me, it's just how he basically how he, how he burst on scene, how he won't bell. I mean, when he fought Machida and he won't bell, he would. He always said that was one of his hardest fights. How he finished that fight, he, he basically strangled him and left him unconscious, and it, it was just wow. He's absolutely burst on scene. He's ne- he's never well. He's he's got one loss, but it's actually. Um, it was a disqualification against Matt Hamill. I'm not sure what year that was exactly. 2000 and I don't even want to say. But yeah, he got disqualified against Matt Hamill because it was like a, it was a north to south elbow. So he was like he was on top of him, dominating fight, winning all the rounds. But he got disqualified for how, how, how he elbowed him basically. 2009. Um, 2009. 2009. I'm not going to say eight. But yeah, 2009. You would have been close. <laughs> um, What's interesting with him as well, he's such kind of a, like a renegade, divisive, you know, he, he probably needs help, doesn't he, let's be honest. He is, like, if you, if, <laughs> if you look, look, back at his, look back at his rival with DC, the kind of opposite, opposite guys, isn't the ones, this little all-star American from high school and college years and stuff like that, and then a badass raging cokehead, so to speak, allegedly. <laughs> you know, so you can't say stuff like that. <laughs> it's... <laughs> it's, it's it's polar opposites, isn't it? So he's a decisive figure, isn't it? You know, I mean, some people are gonna are gonna like them type of guys. Some people are gonna think, you know, is he doing it the right way? Is he is he considered cheating or? or yeah, I mean, there's with Jones, you know, it's well known he's, he's had his troubles. But any anyone within fight game, they're all like highly respectful of his skill, and every every single one of them. 
only person I really that's come close to him for me is uh, Alexander Gustafsson, and he won a split decision against him. And it were it were later reported, or John Jones he came out and he he, he posted type thing. He'd not trained, or he was barely training for weeks. He was out partying, this and that. So I'm not sure how seriously he was taking game at that point. But to say he was still beating these guys when he wasn't completely knuckled down just shows talent of you know what he's got. And do you think he's done? Do you think it's one more, or do you think like the likes of Tom Aspinall and uh, Pavlovich and stuff will, will get the chance to fight him, or do you think this upcoming fight with Stipe? Who also needs to be in this conversation as well as DC? And do you think do you think that'll be his last? You know, I I hope not really. Um, that's another part of the conversation. Is for me, John, for me, John Jones is the his greatest fighter of all time. Especially you know within UFC for sure. Um, You're not he, he, in that. UFC lightweight champion, and everyone was saying, oh, he's going to move up weight. So eventually he came back and he fought Cyril Garn. He, he was not really an all round. Um, Heavyweight. Like we've said before, though, haven't we? It looks like it looked like Cyril Garn just just papped it a little bit from being opposite John Jones in cage in that fight. It was, it was disappointing, wasn't it? I think everyone was expecting more, especially with him stepping up, up. And we thought that that Garn, I mean, he's an up and coming, he's an up and coming, but it was disappointing, wasn't it? I think you touched on a good point. You know, when you said that he froze Cyril Garn, and I think I think you touched a point, and that he probably has, you know. Because he knew who is fighting, and he was a bit uncomfortable. He knew, oh, you know what? I need to a bit of, you know, maybe. You think occasion got better of him? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and uh, you know, fair play. But I don't think he had much chance, to be honest. But I just wish to see them, you know, on, you know, actually having a bit of a, you know, stand-up fight. Yeah, at least one round. It would have been nice. It would have been nice. Yeah, he's a big see. old lad. He's still okay. Yeah, yeah, and it was a test of John Jones just for striking. You know, with striking abilities, and I just wanted to see that, and it didn't even get to see that. They were just, he just schooled him so badly. It was just unreal. It just, it took him like that was not. It was such an easy win. That I think surely when John Jones come back home, I think he was disappointed. I think he wanted the challenge, and there was zero fucking. Ch- so long, up until yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's a good it point. Wanted, it wanted a bit of a test. Yeah, I mean, it was. It, 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 it wasn't minutes, two minutes into the first round. That's all. It yeah, I say Stipe, that will be a test for him because come on, Stipe, he's good at everything, and he, you know. Yeah, well, let's talk about Stipe a little bit. Let's have so, a bit yeah, so I don't think anybody thinks that Stipe is a goat, but I think he's knocking on the door. Yeah, so my point was really, if John's the goat and he's only had one fight at heavyweight, and Stipe's class is the greatest heavyweight of all time. So if Stipe beats John, does that mean he's the go? Or yeah, that's a good question. But um, he's got a good record himself, and he's also a badass. He's very all-rounded. If you compare, for argument's sake, Stipe to um, like Cyril Gan, it's comp- it's different level. It's absolutely different level. I think Gan's higher on rankings, but he's more active. Stipe's a firefighter. Yeah, they're both at f- different ends of the career, as well. Oh they? yeah, yeah, different ages, different ends of career. Looking yeah, forward to it, though. Oh yeah. Do you know? Do you know when we went for a, for a walk to, to shop for the brandy? Uh, I had this epiphany in my head. I had this epiphany in my head. Do you know how you know when you're getting old? When you're, you know, yeah, I will. Yeah. Do you know? Do you know when the people you watch 
rise and fall. You watch them rise, become Hall of Famers and everything. Most of them are all retiring or already retired. Basically, that the, the whole careers already. And then we're here. Like John Jones, his career in UFC is now 13 years old. This is how long he's been in UFC. Considering George Saint-Pierre is 40 years old. Well, that's it, considering that this year is the 30th anniversary year, obviously. We all know, we all know yeah. that. It's been, it's been there pretty much half of yeah. the whole of the UFC. Yeah. Chuck Liddell hasn't fought in how long? When was when was last time of Chuck, Chuck Liddell fought? I don't think. I did, what ten years ago? It, it's unreal. Another fighter that a lot of people definitely put up top. In the list is uh, George St. Pierre, or GSP. Yeah, do you know what, like before we go down. to uh, George St. Pierre, while I was making drinks, yeah, I, while you two were talking. And yeah, no problem. I wanted to touch on something. Do you know about the steroids thing and all that? First of all, you know a lot more than me about that. Uh, do you know, the, the, I've never taken for a while. I mean about John Jones. I know I'm aesthetically pleasing and I've got John Jones, the, the abuse of steroids, whatever they call it. Yeah, I suppose we can't talk about it. They John, make him like a junkie, you know, on, like, on social media and stuff. But the fact is, he was caught on very small substances on sex drugs and stuff. You know, nothing. I'm not saying he didn't take anything else, but they all did anyway. Yeah. Even they, they deny it. You That's take, a thing as well. It takes what no, what most people, not of us obviously, take on a Friday night. Yeah, the time, yeah so. exactly. And then the thing about that, I wanted you know, to touch on that, is what you know, Joe Rogan said about a year ago, a year back, I think. On, uh, you know, Joe on, Rogan? Never yeah. heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when he said about, uh, basically, when they cut weight, and then they come back to fight. and they Why like, the fuck are you looking at me? Steroids cutting weight. <laughs> Fucking look at him. I'm right, looking at you, mate. Yeah, I've cut more weight than Chris. Let's be fair. Yeah, you have. Yeah, you look better. You look yeah. toned up. I had a matty toilet earlier on. Had <laughs> a big stinking mat. <laughs> no, but you get my dreadlocks and what that can't like it. <laughs> Joe Rogan said, "Do you know the, the difference when when you when you cut weight and you come back next day and you're like literally th- uh, three pounds heavier, or four pounds, five pounds, six pounds heavier." That is so much more significant than taking steroids because he goes, you're just completely different person that you've been a day ago. But it's got to be some. And this is come. No, this this doesn't come from me. This comes from Joe Rogan. So if he says that, that's I, I take it as gold because he's been in this sport since when? He's what 54 now. He's been since he had hair and everything. He started training when he was 14 or 15. I can't remember when. Yeah, it wasn't in martial, it wasn't in uh, MMA, was it? No, you were kickboxing, wasn't it? And judo. Oh, judo, yeah, that's right, yeah, judo. So my point is, he knows this stuff, he's been in this game for so long. Oh, for sure, he's won a couple. So when he says that cutting weight and coming back heavier into the fight is a lot more effective, or does a, has a big, bigger effect than actual steroids, I'll, I'll take it as a, you know what, it probably has a point. Which is, I see Chris is a bit blinking, he's not sure about that, but... No, so what are you trying to say, Rich? You know, so about they all like knocking John Jones about taking steroids, but nobody speak about Dagestanis. 
cutting weight like mad like you say the next day being on ivs to rehydrate and coming back five six pounds heavier and nobody like bats an eye on that and i think that's wrong yeah that's because a- they should question that because that that's like they're playing with legalities i understand that they're still within legal realms yeah they're not, they're not really rules. but they're not, really they're come on steroids. right they're just yeah they're taking like the weight cut into a different yeah so so the, the guy who is walking with 185 then he fights at 145 and his next day 165 and the, the, the bloke next to him is one actual 145 come on yeah. i mean it's all you, you the, the one the guy who is 145 is in such a disadvantage immediately it's it's crazy i think if this thought, this sort of thing is going on with ivs i think that's going to have to change it's not breaking the rules at the moment but i'm sure yeah, i think that'll have to change because i think that's too much well the one the one demetrius johnson i think he's on probably our list as well yeah but he's fighting in one championship now, and they they've got all different things going on. Different again, they they putting like a before they put a Muay Thai guy against him, one of the best Muay Thai guys in in history, against Demetrius Johnson. At first round it were MMA. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Second yeah. round was Muay Thai. Third round MMA. You know, it was some like variation of that. And he won anyway, Demetrius Johnson. But anyway, he. Um, the one championship that they've got something now with regards to cutting weight so they're not just they're not weighed like two days before they weigh like a week before and leading up to the fight and if you cut too much weight they'll actually cut the cut the fight really because they're saying it's too much of a it's too, too much too much an, advantageous yeah mm. you look at some of the fighters like that paul you know paul craig who we were talking about yeah, a scottish guy I, I i honestly i was unaware that he'd moved down weight from light heavyweight to middleweight mm. and his last fight he won but honestly he was like, he, oh sick he, yeah really drawn sick I'm, it can't be good for them like darren till came at darren till yeah, yeah. he was saying like mcgregor what would well, he yeah i was about to say yeah. that mcgregor yeah. he, was it when he was oh. fighting joe zeldo he was wasn't he no, no he one so top not mcgregor like it. yeah all all, got, yeah. Uh, all these who are proper invested in it or work within it or involved with it uh, they know it is unhealthy it's not good for you at all An hour and a half ago, I, I did try swaying us on to GSP and George St. Pierre, who... I'm still using pizza, so Rich is going to take a lead on that, and he's, uh, yeah. he's got a face full of pizza, but, you know, he's... Well... Another absolute legend at game, Hall of Famer. Hold on, let me finish my bite. It's all right, I'll fill for a little bit, you know what I mean? I'll read out a few stats for him while you finish yeah, your bites, mate, if you want. He's an Hall of Famer, middleweight champion. For, uh, he's got third most consecutive defences in UFC history in nine, most successful title defences in welterweight history in nine, most consecutive title defences in UFC welterweight history in nine. I mean, that's just repeated itself, but most wins in UFC welterweight title fights 12, most UFC welterweight title fights 14, second most wins in UFC 13, just one behind John Jones. And, uh, you know, he's not a bad lad, is he? Um, I think I should start with the fact that. You, well, you you know he's one my all-time favorite. He, he, he's just I rank him so high. For, I said it before. Just so listeners know, Richard likes this because he he does resemble him a little bit. <laughs> yeah, very much so. And he has a good accent. 
chicks love it. <laughs> Sorry about all that. <laughs> yeah, so my point with him is, right? Sorry about that, Rich. What was that? <laughs> Dickhead. <laughs> He's English and proud, as you can tell, probably. Yeah, so my point with him is, and I always had a gripe, you know, about Khabib, if we speak. Khabib only had only very few title defenses to begin with. And then we'll he never that. actually fought George St. Pierre. And to me, that's, you know, he never f- f- met his real match because really he only defended. And do you know what? He fought, he fought a lot of fighters that were a lot lower than him. Yeah. Nobody actually asked, you know, I know he never lost a round and all that. One mm-hmm. was questionable, okay, but. Yeah, well, there is that fact, isn't it? He never fought like it wasn't like every time he was fighting was top guys. A lot of times Khabib fought. It yeah. was the guys who were like you know tenth in in. in that is some of this. I'm, yeah. sure, I'm sure we're going to get onto Khabib in a minute. But uh, so yeah, so George Saint Pierre to me is the goat in that weight division, and he really is to me. Uh, I don't think that there is anybody better today or fucking well when he was fighting as well. Yeah. Okay, he lost two fights, but you know what? Both times he come back. And smashed it. I mean, fucking, he schooled them. He did, didn't he? Yeah. I uh, mean, his, his, his record is incredible, isn't it, to be fair? Yeah. Um, he's retired due to age or nothing else, and he wanted to be with his family, didn't he? He's starting to come back. He's, he's, he's coming back in grappling matches only, though. Uh, he's, that's he's, he's fair enough to him, but... Uh, don't want to be smacked in the face anymore, yeah, but he'll roll around a little bit. I respect him for that. He's, he said, listen, I said it to myself a year, years before, I'm going to retire when I'm 40, because I still want, you know, when I'm 60, I still want to be able to think and speak and all that. And, <laughs> yeah. and do you know what? You understand that? Come you on. You want to be coherent. Yeah, you know what? For 20 years, you had your head kicked in, you know. 26 wins, it's two losses. Yeah. Not bad. Yeah, can I throw something against that? Yeah. <clears throat> Khabib never won the belt, did he? Yeah, no. What? I didn't know that. He, he didn't win the belt because it was vacant. And he fought Al Quinta on 7th of April um, 2018. Hold on, so he repeat did, all that again. Make sure that's what you're a champion that. then. So it's, a big, it's a big thing, is that for me? If you are a fighter in a division, you're aiming towards a champion. So even if you get to the top of division and it's for like a it's a vacant belt, don't yeah. get me wrong, you're still fighting a top guy trying to for the vacant belt. But when you overthrow a champion. A proper champion. It takes both for me. To do that, it's massive, it? like, because it's all psychological stuff. Like we said, like we said, with Cyril Garn and John Jones, when once you stood over opposite side of Octon and to a champion, it's different. And if you're picking up a vacant championship, or you stood across from baddest man in that way division, yeah, it's, it's different psychologically. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, do you know what? I agree with you. I, I I didn't think about that before, but I agree with you. You know, there is that one like. Clear shot is going around the YouTube and stuff, you know, on shots when um, Khabib is on top. I can't remember who was fighting on, on top of him, like banging him. Hmm. And then he looks at uh, Dana White and he goes, Dana White, let's talk. You know, like he's trying to get ahead and he wants all these things. McGregor now had to do that, didn't he? I like that. I like that when they're, when they're talking about uh, fighters like Sean Strickland, he likes to do it. And Max Holloway, when he when he, when he, when he yeah. Kelvin Qatar, that he was boxing him, shouting, I'm the best boxer in the UFC. And he's not even looking at him. He's dodging his shots. And he's punching <laughs> him. He's talking to judges. He's absolutely yeah. wiped out. It's cool as fuck, man. Yeah, I like it as well. But my point, he, you know, he had to fight for his fame kind of thing. And then uh, McGregor never had to do that. Do you know why? Because he probably is probably right. Because he won the belt. He took the belt off the somebody. 
Yeah. And that makes a difference, doesn't it? It just does, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah there's definitely something to be said about that. Oh, I mean, McGregor's a personality bomb as well, so that helps. Well, like you said, you know, I think you mentioned in the last podcast, so he's may, he, he, he may not be the GOAT, but he's without shadow doubt the most important persona in UFC history. Absolutely. He, changed he defined he structured the sport he did everything and so many people whether it was in ufc or in one or in other you know mma divisions not divisions the sport uh, what do you call it uh words you know what i mean don't you like there is ufc there is one there is bellator so many people try to copy him it's unreal they do, they do, but I think I think that's sometimes a bit harsh. You've got you've got fighters about today, like like Sean O'Malley and other guys that they're just they're, they're a bit vocal and they might have a few tattoos and the, and the they know the box office personality bombs, but it's not necessarily just copying McGregor. People call him Mini McGregor's and stuff like that. You know what I mean? I mean, I mean you, you can't just be only guy. They're showing the personality, aren't they? In yeah, day. yeah. Obviously, that's, that's how you want them to be as well. Obviously, he, he lit touch paper for that sort of thing. He and Gary's getting it as well, and they're just saying that they're just the copying, the copying these other guys. But you know, there can be more than one person that's got this type of personality and goes in there. You know, you know what I mean? Um, but you always can see when someone is trying to be somebody else and when somebody is trying to be themselves, they might be able to fake it one, you know, one fight, two fights. They won't be able to fake it every single fight. No, yeah. it is sometimes hard when you're not sure whether they're doing it as for, for views or for, you know, to boost the profile or whether it's a natural thing. Yeah. I think with somebody like um, McGregor, I think it's, it's a bit of both with him. He knows how to play games, doesn't he? They always know how to oh, play. Oh, absolutely. His box office from... From from start to finish is absolutely box office and down and white, you know, and, and everybody else really, you know, the, the love, the facts of what that guy did, yeah. you know, and we all enjoy it, whether love him or hate him, you enjoy it, don't you? You tune in, that's what it's all about, and it. You watch him, you, you either watch him to kick somebody's ass or to get his ass kicked, don't you? And you know, to me, you know, when the real respect to me grew to McGregor because at the beginning everybody hated him, and I wasn't sure about him. I thought I'm this. I'm not sure fucking... everyone loved it. At the beginning, people loved him. No, 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 in, you Chris, Chris, no, 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 you're, you're British, yeah. so yeah. you're next door to Ireland, you loved him, the rest of the world fucking hated him, mate. Americans hate, everybody hated him, they point. wanted him point. to lose, and that's how he made his money, his game was to be hated, he knew he was going to be hated, and he, it was, he was fine with that, yeah, the, literally the whole world hated him. Because they wanted him to lose because of stuff he was saying, how loud he was. Nobody likes their show off. It's, it's, it's like a. No, Rich, where all that changes is when you back up what you say. Yeah, for that's what Connor yeah, did for a few years. In the beginning, nobody knew that, didn't he? He was loud. Nobody knew that. First few fights with finishers, and when he got into his swing, he was saying what he was going to do to people, and he, he was backing it up. He was winning he, he won everybody around eventually. Yeah, no, no, but you know, to me, that, that, you know, the real, that's when you understand that who he is, and you find, you know, the, as, a, as a fighter, and how good he is. This is when you, like, you know, when he knocked Aldo out, that was just, that, that was one of the fucking craziest knockouts I've ever still ever seen until today. The way he fucking played that, it was unreal. And I, I didn't know that until years later when Joe Rogan mentioned it. There is a fucking video when he's practicing exactly every single movement in fucking room. Yeah, what was Sean O'Malley doing? 
Exactly. Yeah, exactly the same. Yeah, exactly the same. Over and right against I mean, Aljo. Pro- sorry, what, what was is he doing against Pereira? Second, second fight. Same uh, thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So same way Leon Edwards and Kamara. But my know, point but is, you know, when I really grew a lot of respect to him, you know, when he lost uh, Nate Diaz, mm-hmm. first time, it, because he did lose first time, and he lost quite bad. He was not better fighting that fight, definitely not. Nate Diaz was better, he walked all over him. And you know when he come back, after the fight, when they like all the reporters like run to him and while, while he, when he was walking back to changing rooms, yeah. they like run up and with microphones, oh, blah, 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 you lost because, you know, obviously he's a big mouth and all that. <laughs> and he was humble as fuck and he said, you know what? Uh, I remember like today what he said. He said, <clears throat> he says, you know what? He goes, uh, well, I moved, moved up the weight and... Uh, I hit him with the punch that I usually hit people and they go down and he didn't go down so I didn't hit him hard enough so he was hard to try next time he was fair play to him he was like nothing but respect and I was like oh so you like you're actually respectful and humble guy you know what I mean you just you're loud but you're not a dickhead no, true champions. and that's what fucking splits you from a dickhead yeah. true he was champions. humble as fuck he congratulated him and everything he says fair play to him he was better than me today and I'm like oh fuck me okay so you, you are that you guy you can't be a sore loser can you no that's the thing he wasn't a sore he was humble as fuck he understood he lost he understood that that day Nate Diaz was better than him he completely took it on and you know what he wasn't like even shy about it he just said everything he put it everything laid everything out there and I grew respect to him so much since then I was like I think, okay I think he did get against Poirier as well didn't he when he lost he was quite humble about it and then Poirier were being a bit of a dick and I think that pissed McGregor off a bit like, yeah he did yeah he, 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 he was trying to be a humble guy and Poirier so I can't remember what he piped up with and I think because, that pissed McGregor off a bit we were talking about his wife and stuff weren't we yeah, and, yeah. Yeah. but you should know by now that he McGregor is loud because it makes money and this is great for you as well as for him and I understand you, you, you touches your wife is a hard subject but when you sign up to fight McGregor you know that's coming so you should be already or fucking uh, just don't take the fight yeah. If you are taking the fight, you know that anything will goes kind of thing. Some, some of them press conferences early on with McGregor were, be, were better than half at fights. <laughs> That's true, yeah. And he's there, he's there with all junior, you know, he's there with all guys from above weight classes. One of the most entertaining shows I've ever seen is a build up to McGregor's boxing match with Floyd Mayweather. That whole, that whole tour was fucking incredible. It, 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 it's, it's up there with Breaking Bad, man. It's fucking brilliant, you know. I mean, it was great. But yeah, I mean, we all agree that. Conor McGregor is one of the most important fighters that UFC's ever had, but I don't think anybody thinks he's at the top of this goat list. But one of his biggest adversaries was Khabib, enter a segue. We know we've already picked up on him a little bit, but let's go in a little bit more detail about Khabib because a lot of people think he's goat because of the whole career going through without losing a single round. But a lot of people, because of his minimal title defences and stuff, think that maybe not. Maybe not. He's gone, what, he had 29 fights in MMA altogether. Zero losses, eight knockouts, 11 submissions, which is no surprise there. When you're wrestling fucking bears as a kid and trying to choke them out, you're going to be all right doing it against some uh, random guy that gets put up against him. He's, uh, it was impressive, and everybody believes that he never lost a round in his whole career. But did he do enough to be considered GOAT by way of title defences? And things like that. And, fin- and finishes as well. And finishes, yeah, yeah. Did he do enough? I know some people, like, it splits people, did he? What do you reckon, Chris? Um, I reckon he's, he's definitely in conversation. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. He's, got he's in conversation, yeah, but... 
Do you think he retired too early? Do you, do you think he should have done more title defence? I mean, yeah. you've got to have a certain respect for a guy who thinks, right, that's it, I'm on top. I've just beat a few at Gay, a few at top guys. I mean, Justin Gaethje, the last one that he took. I mean, I think Gaethje's a bit better now than he was back then. Well, that's a- I felt I felt he had a few more fights in him. Did you? hundred uh, percent. What was he in UFC? What, what was his record? What did you say? Uh, 29 for 0 in MMA I got, I, I surely got, he'd want to get to 30 but I, you know what I, wa- I watched something with him a few weeks ago what are you talking about? I think it was Patrick Khabib. Patrick Khabib. Bet David he were on his he were on like a show with him yeah and he kept grilling, grilling him on it saying oh you're going to come back and uh, you know stuff about his family his dad passed away with his main he trainer won. his dad passed away before McGregor fight and anyway in you know in the aftermath of that and everything that went with it all training, he promised his mum he'd never. He'd, after that, he'd never fight again, and he hasn't done. To be fair, Dana White's been on phone. Don't get me wrong, Dana told me, and neither's Khabib. But from what I've heard, Dana's been on phone, and he's offered him. He says, "You tell me how much money you want." Oh, he'll sell out. Yeah. It's not come, about the money. Yeah, come Believe back. Me. I'll give you whatever money you want. Your terms. Your, you know, your opponent. You decide. You know, and he's still undecided. Yeah, he seems he seems he seems to be stuck in his decision, don't he? I don't think he. I don't. It's think not he about that. He's yeah. looking a bit more rounded in face Guys, as well. Days, you know, but, you know. No, he's, he's, he's over. Yeah, he's over two hundred pounds. That's, he's over hundred kilos. Why well, he looks it? Has he? Has he? He's, but, he's split from coaching Islam now as well, isn't he? I'm not sure on that. I don't know. What What I would say about him and why he's not number one for me in um, in, in goat conversation is all other guys in it or in and around it. We've got three. We've got John Jones, we've got GSP, and we've got Khabib. Khabib's arguably could fight for him and say he's never lost a round, he's done this, he's done that. But the other guys have moved away. And for me, if you want to be an elite or you want to be a GOAT, you've got to put like a, a pound for pound thing, moving through weights, moving up, or you know, doing what you do. And you've got to have a, a good number of. What were his title defences? Were it three? Was it three? Yeah, John John Jones has got thirteen. Second is GSP. GSP's won welterweight belt, middleweight belt. Come back to fight Bisbing years after being out. And you made a good point with him. John Jones, without doubt, best light heavyweight of all time. Been out again for two years. Had all his controversies. Moved away against a proper live, younger fucking power puncher, hmm. Muay Thai good guy. Striker, yeah. And demolished him in in a minute, and I, don't get me wrong, I disagree. If you're fighting John Jones, you, you've got to be a bit more well-rounded, or at least I think he throws actually Cyril Gaon. But anyway, my point being, John Jones, two-weight world champion, GSP, two-weight world champion, and for me, yeah, his, his record, the numbers are a lot lower. Yeah, the they? numbers are lower. Well, I'm just, look, um, just looking at this in it. Lightweight division is is tied for most consecutive title defences in lightweight division. Obviously, not in all divisions. With only three, it's tied with BJ Penn, Frankie Edgar, and Benson Anderson. And you you would think, especially with how stacked that division is, well, I suppose that speaks to the title changing hands quite often. Do you know I had a question about that? So, sorry to interrupt you. I don't but, know. Uh, do you know? Uh, 
there is a thing about you know lightweight division. Mm-hmm. Most of people in light and lightweight division they don't have knockout knockout power. So if you come in in lightweight division and you good well well all rounded fighter and you have knockout power, you might not be the best, but if you have knockout power, power you almost dominate it immediately. Maybe it contributes to it that the lightweight division seems to be where these Dagestanis fight and the, yeah, they're all and submission merchants. I was, I was, you to be fair, that, that Irish that. man stepped up weight to lightweight division and he absolutely fucking destroyed some of them. Yeah, Conor McGregor. Yeah, that's what he's McGregor, isn't he? He's a, yeah. he's a mixed martial artist. He's got a good round all game. He's not brilliant on floor, but he's not a brilliant jiu-jitsu guy. He's not a brilliant wrestler, but fuck me, he can crack. His hands are bigger than mine, you know and I'm double his fucking that? weight. His striking ability was uncanny. Timing yeah. people. Oh, his kicks was unbelievable. Counter punching well. the kick. Yeah, he's but renowned, renowned for his left hand. His left. His, yeah, his his powerful. Jesus Christ, that left was just a deadly fucking punch. But uh, yeah, hold on. He's what is spinning kick? No, nobody actually speaks about it. his spinning kick was quick and dead accurate. He could hit you dead on button every single time. That's how good that was. He beat, he beat Chad Mendes and he beat who other guy now? And he, he wasn't even with a spinning kick. It was Jeremy a front Stevens, kick. Was it front kick or spinning? Yeah, there were two or three of them. I've been uh, dead. Who the fuck is that guy? There were two, <laughs> two or three of them he fought and it was with a front kick because they were heavy guys, what a wrestler type. If you're watching me, we were just throwing his front, like, lead you know, leg, I can't remember piercing his stomach. And after a while, they were, they were, they were crouched down. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, 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 he's right. But, now, yeah, yeah, his kicks, he was, striking-wise, he was absolutely unbelievable. I, I, enjoyed, know, I enjoyed him yeah. half knocking out Cowboy with his shoulder, man. That was all right. Oh, yeah, yeah. On <laughs> yeah. comeback as well. Yeah. Cowboy were well active. It was shoulder well. that did oh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Cowboy, he'll be in Hall of Fame. I'm, I don't think he is now, but he, wants pre- he will be. Yeah. Unbelievable Cowboy. He is good, but... Cerrone, honestly, were. Connor schooled him. Connor, he was like outclassed yeah, with Connor. Say, I think it was them shoulders. Yeah. But yeah, we're, as, we, as we're on about lightweight defence no, and all these daggers coming in, I've, do we reckon there's got one more guy here that we was going to talk about in Volkanovski? I oh, think, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think when he stepped up to that. Come on, lads. On my on. personal opinion, this is the best guy I've seen so far. I, I ain't seen that much. No, no, John no, Jones' he, early years, but I think one, he should have won that fight when he stepped up to Islam and... I hope he gets another shot, so we'll give Volk a shot to get into this conversation. Hmm? I think he won really that fight to, as to well. To finish, oh, I know we, we skipped a little bit, but when we were talking about Khabib, Islam's, I think he's trained with Khabib since he were, Khabib's dad trained him, he was the main coach. And Islam is he's kind of like a younger brother to Khabib, many similar attributes and I think he lost early on in his career, actually. One or twi- once or twice he lost. He's loved, didn't he? Yeah. But as he's moved on, though, and I think he, even early in his days, Khabib was saying he'll be a champion. So the, there's a lot of there were a lot of pressure on his shoulders. And he, he's demolished a few guys in, in UFC. He, oh, he's he's moved his way. But he, you know, he won't belt. It would um, Charlie Oliveira, wasn't it? Yeah, he absolutely demolished him, didn't he? Yeah. Do you know about Oliveira? It, 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 it were too sh- easy, though. It, it should have been a challenge. No, but it should have been a rematch. Because it Oliveira, is a rematch in a few weeks, and I, I think it'll yeah. be better. Yeah. I think it's too, it should have been. It should, it should have already happened. I think it should have happened while it was hot. I, I disagree with waiting for a rematch not, for I'm two years. Sure. I, I think if somebody wipes you out, it's proper on fence, because but if Oliveira somebody wanted finishes you wipes you out when it's an e- easy... It's like an easy night, which it, it can't be easy. The world, the elite fighters, world class fighters, world class guys. If it's an easy night, so if you look into it as a fan, or if you're looking into it, 
is there something going on in background? Is it family? Is it you're not trained? Are you injured? They all fight injured. Nobody fights fully fit. Same, even go through all sports. Ask any of them or listen to anything you want to listen to. None of them perform fully fit. It very rarely happens. That's yeah. right. So That's there's correct. a lot of stuff okay. in background. So when Charles Oliveira got dominated, it's like, do you, if it's an injury, you don't want to go back in with him because you want to heal and you want to... If it's something mental, I'm not even sure if you get dominated, you want to go back in. I, but I'm she not, did want to go back into it's it like immediately. It's on, it's on a knife, so which way it can go. Then. So what he's done, though, is come back, Charles Oliveira, and he's won a few, and now he's fully fit. I like Charles. So you, will you, I love him. Will now, will you see the best part of him? I now? think it'll be a better fight than first. Oh, I think you might be win. Yeah, I think you might be first one was... Oh, it was too easy, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you know? Do you know what Chris just said? I think I think you touched on something. Do you know why? Because Oliveira, he was making name for himself, wasn't he? He was becoming like a goat as well. He yeah, was yeah. like everyone. Oh, Oliveira, Oliveira, and he, you know, he he believed in that hype as well himself. Yeah. Like we spoke about uh, Silva as well. Yeah. So definitely. you start believing in that hype. And then but this, he does back it up. And as well, then like he, said, yeah. do you know? I don't know what happened. You all could best be right. ones do that, don't they? Yeah. All back it up. And do you know about all these things you touch about that could happen? You know, behind the scenes of family, whatever, or injuries, maybe. Yes, you could be right, could be wrong. You don't know. But one thing definitely happened, and we know that he underestimated him hugely. He was even pissed off about fighting him because he was only f- ranked fifth, wasn't he? Yeah. And he oh, was no. fuming th- about yeah, that. Yeah, you're right, Rich. He, he, what, I think he'd only had one fight against top ten yeah, opponents. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 that's so right. So people in media were, were saying, does he even, he's nowhere near it. deserve a shot, yeah. But... Oliveira was like, why yeah. am I even fucking fighting this guy? I, I'm sure. He did seem to be fast-tracked. So maybe on cocktails in, it could be yeah. because oh, he was yeah. his coach and stuff like yeah. that. I don't when know. he came one, in, he thought he was going to walk away. 100% what you've just said there, Matt. Dana wanted Khabib to continue. He didn't, so he got his little clone. You know? one, I, mean, I mean, that's a bit disrespectful. He's a great fight. Or, or he's made of call. 100%. He had one fight in top 10. Are you a champion? Convincing champion. It happens, it happens though, Khabib. doesn't it? Dana does like to bunch these guys up a little bit. You know, who... Who, who's got this something to do like he does yeah. like to push him up and give him the shot early sometimes if he thinks it's going to bring in them PPP to, to be fair people people around him though were, were saying he's ready now and this this will when he won't even need top 10 yeah. so it's like if you know you know innit? you know they say it all the time if you know you know if somebody's good enough they're good enough aren't they like we spoke they were about saying that and he, he did what he did he did what people thought how we how we knew that John Jones was ready for heavyweight because you remember you said that, not me. Yeah, because you were fucking powerlifting for two years. That's no, why. no, even before he that. Five, but he, was, he was lifting fucking three, four hundred pounds. No, 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 no. But before that, he was going to the gym and training, just sparring and training and wrestling, not with the middleweight or light heavyweights, with fucking heavyweights and throwing them all over the place and then going home. He was coming to the gym the last, leaving first, and everyone was fucked. That's how you know this guy's ready for yeah, fucking heavyweight. It's interesting that the, the, uh, Brendan Sharp, he's got a podcast, The Sharp Show. He's a quite a reputable guy. He's got his own. He's got a few podcasts. He's, he's always on with Rogan. He's a you know, top guy, funny guy. He's got a world tour. He's, he's doing stand-up comedi- comedy all over but the place. He's apparently the most hated comedian. This is oh, shocking yeah, to yeah, me. He probably is, but he, he's likeable anyway. He's clued up. He's funny. He's a good-looking bastard. He's half English. Fuck me up more do you want. Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> say, why, he, you lying bastard he's not, say, he, he's not saying he's proud to be English but you know he just yeah. throws he's half Turkish no that's me I'm joking <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway I need my haircut soon I so mean like we, we were saying when, when John Jones were training he, I think 
I'm not sure if it were, he's from Albuquerque, New Mexico, Jones. And I, he, he trains at Winkle, John Gym, oh, that I one at Main Gyms. I'm not sure if Brendan Sharp were training there or, you know, sometimes I float around. But anyway, he was saying, Sharp, that there were a full room of heavyweights. Bear in mind, John Jones is a, is a weight class lower, so he's light heavyweight. And he was coming in late, you know, you know, kind of not on time, not abiding by rules. And he was telling the story that he'd walk in, there were like five or six of them. And there's, there's some in, when you're training, you can do like a round, a round on round. And you can keep swipping, uh, swapping partners every every time. I don't know if you call it shark, I think it's called shark tank. So basically, you're in the middle, you have a round with him. Next guy, round with him, fresh. Always a fresh guy. And there were half a dozen guys, and he was destroying every single one of them. And they were all heavyweights. Dolling, Make all lot of them. Chris, they were the, all heavyweights. Yeah, yeah it's right. Fucking yeah. come on. I'm sure it's Shark Tank, yeah. So, so yeah, he, he's been... He's been ready for heavyweight way before he was a fucking heavyweight. Yeah. And everyone, oh, yeah, but you know what? Do you know what? To me, would I like to see him fighting in Gano? Yes, I would. Do I think Ngannou would win? Fuck no, he wouldn't. Unless he catches a lucky punch with, with which with Joe with John Jones is like a rare fucking occurrence. Don't forget the first five fights in UFC, not even one guy landed a punch on his face. The first guy to no. land a punch on his face was Leo Machida. That's because of his his length. He's, it's mad. It, Excuse me. You said that before, Chris. Honestly, it's not about balls the balls. <laughs> 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 Chris, reach, you know what? Reach, reach. You said before about the reach, and I disagree with you on that. Rich likes a reach round. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <I do. laughs> Chris, I disagree with you on that. Do you know why I disagree with you on that? Because he, fair enough, he has a long reach, but he's not the only guy with a long reach. It's the fucking be ability to uh, explore the reach. That's what All matters. Right. No, for sure. If he you look at him, king if, of exploration. If, if, if you're the in the light heavyweight division. And obviously it moves to heavyweight, so there's a lot bigger guys, taller guys. Even Stefan Struv, seven foot tall. A load of guys who are massive. And you're in the lower weight division, and you've got the longest reach, longest wind span. So your kicks, your, your arms, your jabs, everything. And he uses his fingers, he's been slammed for that. He's, he's one at best at keeping distance, and he's got one at longest, or the longest re wingspans. In fact, it's something like 88 inches. It's longest. If you put your arms out, he's got the longest one. So if you're fighting, it's, an adv it's advantageous. And he's cutting weight to get to light heavyweight, and he's already one of his six foot four, biggest wingspan, best style. So he's always, he's always training MMA. His front kicks, his, his distance striking is unbelievable. He's it's, it's such a hard nut to crack. Moving up to everywhere against Civil Garn and he don't even last a round. And he's been out for two years and he's been weightlifting for fuck knows how long to put the weight on. It, it's just like... And do you know one thing I don't like? Fair, I'm, I'm biased. I'm a very big fan of him. That's, that's GSP? Fair no, 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 no. On social media, they're really loud about that. Um, so do you know when they say, you know, he always uses his blah, 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 reach, without reach, da, 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 he's nothing and all this, or without steroids or reach. And I'm like, hold on. This guy has a thing for beating people at their own game. So if you're good at striking, he wants to beat you at striking. If you're good at going ground, he'll fucking beat you on ground. So uh, it's almost, it's almost DC, taking a piss, isn't it? Yeah, DC 
was so loud about beating him and he's like you know As what yeah i'm gonna fuck you up on the ground and he did <laughs> like brutally he fucked him nine ways to sunday he really did yeah. And he had no rare, he, he was that bad, honestly, it was like, it was like a child play to him. And he, that was at DC's game. Yeah. And I'm like, so where is, what the fuck are you on about? You know, when you're talking about all that stuff, he's only good at this and that. Or the distance game, yeah, he's great at it. He's amazing at, you know, it, the reach is advantage only if you can explore it. And he explores it to 100%, 100% of the time. There is no question that. Yeah. Uh, but to do that, you have to be an unbelievable fighter to do that. I mean, I, I suppose we have to give a little nod to DC as well, man. He's, he's got to be on outskirts of this list, like Stipe, like we said before. Yeah. But obviously, not in the top like Connor, like Stipe. I don't Stipe, think he's, yeah. But he's, he's, he's flirting with it, isn't he? He's flirting I don't with think it. he's, he's like, in war. He's a great commentator. <laughs> I said that twice. He's, yeah, yeah, he's a great commentator. I like Mike as well. I like Bisping yeah. Mike. So, I, you know what? Basically, what I'm saying is... A bit disrespectful. No, not saying... No, it's not, I don't think it is. No, no I don't no, think no, it no. is. No, different things. Because like. most of fighters, when they leave, uh, there were no gap. This is, this, the second he retired, he went into commentating, and he was brilliant immediately. So, he has a talent for that. There's Indefinite. no question there. And you know what? When Joe Rogan goes, when he, because he will... Let's face it, he fuck, the, once the Dan, Dana White goes, Joe Rogan is off. He said yeah. that numerous of times. He says, it's literally in his contract. The moment Joe, Dana White goes, he goes with him. It's in his contract. It's not in like only he's throwing, throwing about as an idea. It's in his no, contract. No, the friends from a long, long yeah, time ago. Those two guys. He said, you know, when, like, you know what? Something's going to happen shortly. Sorry to interrupt you. Richard. Yeah, go on. Shortly, there's going to be a big change because... The structure how it is now with this new takeover and they're like they've merged companies and Dana White's involvement with it, he's not getting younger. Don't get me wrong, he's fucking fit as a fiddle. If you saw him three, four years ago, he's like a new man. He's he's ripped, he looks fabulous shape for his age. I but thought he was can only go on he can only go on so long. So when you look at him, then you look at Buffer and you look at Rogan. So surely there's there's going to be a, a change sooner rather than later. Do you know what? I'm I'm like I'm how, sad how about that up, because though? what? I, hold on, so sorry, Chris, to interrupt you again. But you remember what I touched before about uh, us getting old and the fighters having the whole careers. Hold on, this is the people who've been to UFC from very beginning speaking about retirement. This is how sad this is to me, because. You said as well that this is the fastest growing sport in the last 20 years, year on year, isn't it? Or 25 even years, I think. Maybe even 25 now? No, it's 30 years, isn't it? No, but the fastest growing sport. Oh. Um, yeah, the last 20 years. Definitely, but maybe even sure. longer, yeah. So yeah, mate, look through country. Maybe some, maybe Matty can check that, or somebody can check that. Yeah, Matty, check that. He's he's more, he's, I might be way off here. Guys, you can take piss or say what you want, but... It, is there more MMA gyms now than boxing gyms? Fuck, without a shadow of a doubt. No, in the UK. Country, but in, in USA, I would maybe, yeah. I wanted to talk about Volkanovski in this conversation oh, because yeah, sorry, yeah. I, I wanted to bring up Volkanovski because my, he might not be there at the moment, but he's my favourite fighter. I love the guy. His record recently, Chad Mendes, Josie Aldo, Max Holloway twice, Brian Ortega, Max Holloway again. A robbery against Islam, in my personal opinion. Can you then, cover that Ortega? And then oh. Yair Rodriguez fight, who was the next pretender. His next fight is probably going to be against another guy who thinks he's going to start ruining the division in Ilya Taporia. 
personally think he'll take him out as well. I know Chris wants to talk about the Brian Ortega fight because it was a good one. So I'll first later. off by saying about Teporia, ever since he's made his UFC debut, was it in London maybe? First time? Uh, well, first time I've seen him, man. I don't know if that was his debut, but yeah, he, he stood what, out in that he's, London shot. He's yeah. fucking Do you think star he's attributes, that boy. Fucking hell, he's, he's got some. I think he's, he's, he's going he's gonna to give him a good, good old... Good old battle. I expect Volkanovski to take him out, but he's, he's very good. Do you know what I like about Volkanovski? His well, background yeah. story. Nobody knows his back. Volkanovski's mm, background story. League, it's right? amazing, yeah. He, he wasn't a fighter. He wasn't fighting. Mm, rugby like, league player. Yeah, yeah, rugby league. And he was little fucker. That explains a lot why he's, uh, I think he's five foot five and he's about he 100 kilos when he played, so he was stocky, short. Them kind of, they've got a good, good lower sense of gravity. Honestly, well, I played rugby years ago, and believe it or not. Not, not at any level, but... <laughs> Them little bastards had a bit of weight on them. <laughs> Fucking hell. Good luck trying to take them down, I tell you what. And Thank you. Anyway, fast forward a little bit. When Bri when he fought Brian Ortega, Ortega's a legitimate fucking killer jiu-jitsu guy. He ended up mounting Volkanovski. I'm not sure what round it was. And it was deep. He had him fucking... He had him in a, a choke. And honestly, it were fucking as oh, deep yeah, as yeah. I've ever seen. It was. <laughs> well, when he got out of it, yeah. Oh, fucking no, hell, man. Fucking hell. He, he, he didn't only get out of it, he won't fight. It were fucking... Right. How the fuck do you do that? I don't understand that, mate. How, do you know no, when somebody has you in a proper choke? No. How the... F yeah, mate, when you're mounted as yeah. well... I mean, it takes it out of you, doesn't it, when, you, when you're doing it, and you just rode it out again. I, I don't know. Do well, you know when, when, did, oh, imagine sorry, somebody's got your neck. Yeah. And they've got a good position, so they've got their legs over your waist or even trapping your pulling arms. Pulling the legs so, and yeah, choking so it, yeah. I think he had one of his arms, so I think one arm was free. So you're fighting against a grown man who's a killer jiu-jitsu guy. He's got his legs wrapped around you like, I don't know what. You can't only move one arm and he's got you fucking choked and you can't even shift your hips nothing because he's got your legs around you. Against a killer guy, like, you know, with that style. To get out of that, he's... One, yeah, of, and you know one of the greatest escapes I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah. That would that would bigger than great escape fucking movie. I think. <laughs> yeah, because you know when somebody has your legs, they take your power away. Because when you are even on the ground, nobody understands legs are a dominant thing. Yeah. If somebody yeah, that's takes what, your that's legs, that's what the mount's, mounts all about. Yeah. If you are fighting with somebody straight on the floor, they can use the legs to manipulate you to move you to get a leg that's in somewhere to stop yeah. you, uh, you know, stop you, you know, perching up or whatever else. When, when they've got you in mount, they're controlling your waist. And, you know, other thing, nobody understands that. Well, I'm saying nobody understands, sorry. Nobody who has ever been in proper headlock. Cheers, Felix. We've got a cat on the table, mini yeah. panther. Felix, you're literally pulling micro microphone. I don't want to see his ass all over again, Rich. Yeah. Um, He's going to fucking spray on you in a minute, Rich. You know what? <laughs> no, he won't. <laughs> oh, that was Matty. Sorry, guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do you know when somebody has a choke on you? Yeah, neck choke. Yeah. Do you well, ever no, had? You yeah. ever been in headlock choke? It's yeah, fucking times. brutal. Basically, what what that does? Your light literally closes in on, on you, and it like takes like your. It feels like your head is gonna explode, and like literally darkness comes into your eyes. You fuck you. Your muscles, your strength goes. How the fuck you get away yeah. from that? It, it, for, him, it's for him to ride that out it against baffles somebody like me. Yeah, you yeah, roll that out, got away from it, and won the. It baffles me how he did that. Mm. I just still don't understand how the fuck would he do that. If, if you expand the choke a little bit, then they're not choking across your windpipe. 
If, if somebody, it's, it's, if somebody grabs there, you it? and it's across your windpipe, they're stopping your air. Yeah. When, it's it's on, when it's on the side, they stop blood. Yeah, it stop blood and it's yeah, so, so that's horrible. You're not allowed to choke like that. It's yeah. dangerous, you know, with your... It becomes life threatening. Yeah, if you break yeah. the windpipe, you fucking kill them, basically. That's yeah, why I, I love that guy, man. Well, Konofsky, for me, I mean, he might, he might not have done enough yeah. yet to be at top of that table, but I think, he, I think he'll continue. I think he'll... He'll get it. Well, he will get his rematch with Islam. And so, I, hope, I, I hope it's. I think he'll win because I think he won the last one anyway. Although, whatever. You I don't mean they were close. They were close, but I think, I think, I think he, he still won that. I think he won that. But so anyway. No, no, hold on. I, I ask a question. I have a question for Matty. I love Volkanovski, you do, but Matty really loves Volkanovski. So, what do you think? Is he, do you think, like, five years from now, is he going to be on Ball of Fame? Or the GOAT? Because I think he deserves think a gold so. title even all now. Yeah, yeah I do. I think, I think he's going to be right up there, mate. Right up there. Do you think there. he's going to be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah. I, I think, think, I think, he's, well. I think he's going to take out Taporia and I think he's going to fight Islam again. Hopefully. I hope so. I if hope he does that and becomes champ champ. I really do. He's got, to be, he's got to be right up there, man. For me. For me. Because don't forget. Oh, don't forget. The, what's his name? The, who he's supposed to fight? I can't. What's, you just, Ilya Taporia? No, 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 no. Makachev. Makachev, yeah. Oh, there we go, sorry. So, he's trained since he was 10-year-old, 6, yeah, whatever. Khabib's yeah. dad. Khabib's main, dad, yeah. Head, head coach. Volkanovski was a fucking rugby player, mm. little bit mischievous bastard, who was four foot tall. <laughs> and uh, he actually, I, in my opinion, won the fucking fight. So, next time... He's gonna fuck him up all over. I think that's what I think. I just, I, I just think do. So. I, I don't, I don't give a fuck how he can, much he can, he can prepare because he was preparing all his life for that fight, and he actually didn't win the fight. Although judges scored the otherwise, but I, we we both watched. We all watched we're the not fight. alone. We're not alone. There's some big old names in UFC game that fought. Volkanovski yeah, won that fight. Yeah, we all watched that fight. We all seen do, that. Do you fight. know if he'd have won though? Was he straight away in that? Volkanovski has only top echelons of that. Well, he just has to then start fighting more flyweights, uh, lightweights, yeah. you? which mm. you know is interesting as well. And you know, Volkanovski, what he was training, fighting since he was nine, no, seven, twenty, nineteen, seventeen. He very late he started training, fighting. Yeah, yeah. Like you know, what I would, say, what, career, yeah. What I would yeah. say it's an important thing. It's to, successful rugby career. It's a re- really important thing to think about is it's all about timing, isn't it? Like who's yeah. relevant Absolutely. or who's on top or who. So who's on top? Who's fighting at what time? What weight division they are? Who jumps at weight in a certain time? It's like Volk jumped at perfect time, didn't it? So if he'd have won, he'd have been yeah. top. Jones, Jones, yeah. So Jones is relevant now. Obviously, he's always been relevant because he's an elite guy. But he's just come back a few months ago and won it every weight. So do you understand what I mean? Yeah. It's easy to forget these other guys if you look at Aldo or even Silver. So Do you know when we were preparing for this web uh, podcast? What you two? Because I was I was busy with everything, setting this up and other stuff. You will keep saying that. Oh, we left this side. I can't believe we left Silva. Oh, we me. left you this guy. We can't. I we left, left this guy. Like, what the fuck? When I first started watching MMA, the main guys were the George Saint Pierre, Matt Hughes, Randy Couture, Chuck Liddell. There were them guys. Yeah, like how the fuck? Two thousand four or five. Yeah. But they're, they're not even getting a mention in this because it moves on levels. What I couldn't believe, I forgot. I'm sure I need to give me fucking head a check. <laughs> I forgot about Anderson Silva. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Matty nearly head kicked me fucking stone cold cold. <laughs> <laughs> Matty nearly flattened me outside. Anderson, who? What? Silva? Oh, yeah. <laughs> him who Bisbing for. Him who one eye. Yeah, him. You do forget that. <laughs> it's, it's sad. So, 
Wait, let's, so let's wrap it up. We'll go around the table and see who we think is top. I think it's going to be unanimous and it's probably not going to be a surprise Can to Can I anyone. ask one question, though, once we've all yeah, given us? Go okay, go on. No, I'll ask a question after. All right, I'm... I'm Jones all in. I'm uh, Jones all in. Uh, we, I, we all are. We're all John Jones. But for me, there's a little asterisk because I think Volkanovski's going to get there. I, I really do. I do, but I think but number two is John Simpia all day long. Okay, fire away, Chris. What do you say? Yeah, I'd agree with Jones, GSP... You know what? Do I pick Khabib over Anderson no, Silva? No, I don't. I'm not sure. No, anyway, no. for me, it's Silver. Jones, GSP, Anderson Silva. And my question is... Hey. Sorry. Hey. It's only pizza. Sorry, mate. No, Cat's eating me pizza crust. Yeah, sorry. My, yeah, my question is then, Rich, is... If yeah, Miocic, who's yeah. best heavyweight UFC's ever seen, best... Deeper. Best resume, nobody gives him a, a thought, or hardly a thought, or not certainly not a mention in top echelons of um, the greatest of all time yeah. as a GOAT. If he beats Jones, does he come from nowhere to become GOAT? I don't think he does. I think then he, there is a rematch. And then no, that's, no the rematch he does in that moment everything. in time, though. Do you I think? mean, it's already in conversation, isn't it? So if he takes out John he's Jones, he's got to be up there he's got in, to be. In, in, in the mass. Yeah, that's my... Yeah, that, John Jones is GOAT for me, 100%. Yeah. But also, on top of that, the best heavyweight who's ever lived or ever been involved he's in UFC is Stipe. So he's a GOAT Those already Those two guys anyway. are fighting next, and it's in November at Madison Square Garden. If Stipe beats John Jones, does he become the, the fucking GOAT? But it I is. think he's already the GOAT. No. It Why not? Why not? Tell me, explain it to me, why not? Look, because I think he is. No, you've got, like we said before, you've got to look at... Stipe is very inactive. He, he is, but every time years, he comes, Even when he was active, he was inactive. Yes, he and had, every time he come, he fucking beat people. He is, How many it, times... No, wait, Google, uh, Matty, can you pull that? How many times he lost? Three, I think. To whom? Francis Ngannou. Yeah, that's one. And I uh, think that should have been a rematch uh, again. Third rematch. Shale, uh, Jesus Christ. Daniel Cormier. I can't believe he lost Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier was a fucking elite, I'm telling you. He was the best heavyweight at one point. No, I agree with you, and I think he's great. Four losses. I just he's cannot... lost to Ngannou, he's lost to Cormier, and he's lost to Junior De Santos. But he come back and beat Cormier, didn't he? Did he oh, come back two. and beat every single one of them? Except Ngannou. He, he came back and beat Ngannou. No, he beat first him. He beat Ngannou before, didn't he? He beat Gourmet twice, yeah. Yeah, he did beat Ngannou. So to me, Ngannou you know, if you're heavyweight, because heavyweight is different division from anyone else, you can get clipped and you fucked because the amount of power in punches. That's really interesting what you just said. And I'm, I, would nearly, I nearly covered it earlier on. Is When you move up to heavyweight from light heavyweight, that weight difference from 205 to 265, which is a lot of fucking weight, we were having a conversation What's that in kilos, Chris? It's, about, it's a bit less than me, but anyway. <laughs> the, the point is, though, when you're getting clipped to every way, it's lights fucking out if somebody connects. Yeah. 100%. They don't even have to that, connect that's fully. That's what it's always they thrown at John or anyone moving up. Because if John Jones it, he might be the best MMA fighter of all time, or go in our eyes, or in, in the fucking God's eyes of MMA. But if he gets clipped by your man, that Russian... Pavlovich, yeah. yeah, if he clips he's him, he's machine. fucking yeah. brown Who? bread. Who? Pavlovich, right? Pavlovich is number two contender in, in heavyweight at the moment. He's, he's not Russian, he's a punching machine. Yeah. He's, he's Chechen, isn't he? 
No, no he's, he's stone called uh, Moscow, Moscow, Moscovian. Okay. Him and Tom and John Jones said that himself. That's why he wanted yeah, so more that, money from Dana. That's my point. I think we can all agree that. Tom Aspinall is going to take them all out and become go anyway because he's from Manchester, England, and he's the man. He's coming up. Let's go, Tom. I don't think he'll be John Jones. I, fuck, I love that boy, me. And well, he's half Polish, like I am. So well, that's it. We all, we, we all love him. Tom. You know the thing about John Jones? I seen him struggle, and that's what I love about him. I seen him when what's his name broke his arm. Vito. Uh, uh, Vito Beltov. Yeah, yeah, broke his arm. You could see. He was juiced up, Vitor. Did you see him yeah, after? It, yeah, he was. Fuck me, the prime Vitor. Yeah. I won't touch that juiced up one. I won't touch. Yeah. When he come off gear, fuck me, I'd flatten him at grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> My point with that is, he broke. He got him. He didn't had him, and the amount of what what do you call it? You mental mental determination. Again, John in, Jones against Vitor. Yeah. Yeah. He was never in trouble, but when we were saying he was untouchable, light yeah. early on, Vitor got him in armbar. Fucking had him. He had his arm straight down. And he he would, broke his he, arm. He, he was like on his back, Vito, with legs up. And he was, yeah. oh, mate, he was fucking deep, that. And but then like, he, he, like he that, that broke yeah. his arm. In, he got he into his corner, and all what he was saying, he was, I can't feel my arm, I can't feel... Yeah, Do you know what his broke coach it. said? No pain, no gain, motherfucker, go back <laughs> to ring. He was like yeah. that leg one with that, that young... Uh, that guy from Manchester, who you like, that young guy who got, who got his lent fucking leg bent oh, the other way. Oh, yeah, Mokayev. Yeah. that's him, oh, Mokayev. Yeah, how he did not tap on that, how he yeah. did not tap on Where that was incredible. From? Manchester. Matty, you're the... Dagestan, Matty. The last words were, we went round the table. I think we unanimously decided that John Jones, for the moment, is the GOAT of MMA. George St. Pierre is number two. But it, it can be taken over. Yeah. And maybe it will, maybe it won't. We don't know, but I hope he fucking won't because George St. Pierre is a king to me in my uh, fucking there, book. There's many, there, there's many. Hopefully, they're all kings in Rome, right? Aren't they? they are, they're all kings, and we love this sport, and we love this sport for a reason because it's oh. violent, because it's good, and we all get into it, and we love it every weekend. So, thank you very much for listening yeah. to us at this time. Hopefully, you can tune in again, subscribe, like, give us a five star review because that's how we get for more people to listen to us. It's one of our first attempts. Hopefully you've enjoyed it. We are no means professionals at the moment. Maybe we'll get there. Maybe we won't. We will see. But thank you for listening. And hopefully we'll see you again soon. Papa. Peace out. Chris, your words. Mm-hmm. Podcast.